welcome to desi return diaries embracing home again the podcast that shares personal journeys and expert insights on returning to india i'm your host avinash pedi here to guide and inspire you on your desi return journey hello everyone welcome to another episode of desi return Today, I'm really excited to have Ashi uh, on the show. Ashi spent uh, uh, quite a few years abroad working in different countries and uh, currently in India. Uh, and I'm really excited to uh, talk to her. And uh, with that, welcome Ashi to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Abhinash, for having me over. Also, I've been in India now for what, six, six years. It feels like different lives. <laughs> yeah so thank you for taking that time to talk to us yeah. yeah so why don't we get started with a little bit of your background uh, maybe you can uh, you know talk a little bit on uh, the places you have visited what brought you back to india i think that would be very helpful yeah sure so um, i am born and brought up in india i grew up in ahmedabad did my schooling mostly in ahmedabad and like back in the day you know the options we had growing up was either you could do engineering and be your doctor and that's pretty much the options that were given to me as well so obviously engineering doctor was not something of my cup of tea so i pursued mba and i went to the us uh, back in 2001 uh, when or all of 21 and since then uh, i started my career and my professional journey in the us uh, where i joined uh, my training company the coca cola there in 2004 and with them i think i've been blessed to work and get exposure in many different markets uh, doing very interesting things across the globe so i was in the us for about 9 9 and a half years and uh, with coke i then moved to uh, europe uh, based out of london uh, but i traveled i was my my, my geographical coverage was pan europe so i really traveled extensively across europe both personally and professionally that was a really really interesting stint in terms of you know uh, seeing different countries understanding the cultures working with uh, working with different cultures within europe itself uh, and again with coke i think uh, the next role came to me was in singapore uh, but again that was also a pan asia pacific role which took me to a lot of different markets and introduced me to many many different cultures and unlike europe uh, where you know there is a homogeneous sort of a cultural thing between western europe eastern europe asia pacific was a completely different ball game where every country like india is very very uh, and i think uh, there was a junction in my life where you know i was ready to you know there was a personal change and i was ready to you know i'm back upon my next destination and what would that be and lo and behold coke gave me the option of you know there are you know we get two options we come back to the us to launch or we can you know there are options in asia within india and something told me that you know i should take india it was it was about time i go back home although i've never worked in india before Yes, because I left India right after my undergrad. So that's what uh, brought me back to India in 2016. So, so yeah, I think 
one of the my my observation is and i've traveled extensively both personally and professionally but i think when you travel countries uh, with work i think you really get you know seeded into the culture of that com uh, of that country uh, compared to when you travel as a tourist or when you just see you know things at the surface so that way i think i'm very blessed to really understand the cultural nuances uh, very closely of you know whether it's japan versus philippines versus indonesia versus or you know whether it's like i said uh, france versus i mean so all these countries have its own uniqueness and and that that uniqueness only comes out when you work with the local people and when you are part of the team and when you are driving you know businesses in those in those with those consumers as well so yeah that's really my background uh, i have yeah. worked across different markets and and uh, now i'm in india for last 6 years uh, uh, i moved with coke and then i i took a switch to herbal life and now i am in a break right now so uh, enjoying my time with my daughter and and really liking to be back home uh, like i said it's been 6 years and now it feels like i'm i'm literally home <laughs> yeah. While I while I had my you know ups and downs and challenges settling. Great. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Ashi, for uh, sharing that uh, uh, you know detailed background. Um, so sounds really exciting that uh, you got an opportunity to work uh, and spend time with the different cultures, right? I think uh, as you said, uh, visiting is one thing, but working with the different cultures gives the different insights, different perspectives, yeah. and appreciate the cultures more. uh then what you would do when you visit so uh with that um you know you worked in the us europe you know a little bit asia outside even india so if you can compare like a you know from your perspective the work culture uh between india versus other foreign countries like you know you can start with asia or maybe with us or europe uh love to get your uh perspectives on the indian work culture Oh wow! I think uh, when I first moved here, and and I think there are two two things to this, right? Uh, one is the developed market, and then there is developing markets, and then there are emerging markets. Now, the reason I'm saying this is uh, when you compare to the world of US and Europe, I think within the countries, within those continents, there are a bit of more similarities. Uh, there are differences, but there are a lot more similarities. in the way things operate because generally they are a lot more process driven mm-hmm. there is a structure to things there are you know spoken and spoken rules which everybody understands and adheres to it uh, there are more spoken than the unspoken uh, i think that could be a very you know the 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 way people operate might be a bit different depending us is more of a melting pot of different cultures itself and europe is a lot more you know nationalism in that sense uh, so there is a very close affinity to the country that you know you are working with compared to a larger continent mm-hmm. but moving to india i think india is is it's a beast in itself i mean there are many countries within one country right and and depending on which part of india you in that yourself uh, it's it's very different and i'm saying this is because when i first moved to india i moved to north I, I moved to Gurgaon, and that first year was like uh, it was actually very overwhelming. And 
I was been told it has a lot to do with not just India and not just FMCG India, but it was also to do with how North exactly operates. Okay. And and that uh, so that was and and now I can tell the difference because now I live in Bangalore for the last five years and it's a lot different, right? Uh, but I think by and large, uh, my couple of things what I observed initially was India in general runs high on emotions. Uh, we as Indians love our, our emotions and we love to emote in every aspect of our life, whether it's professional, personal. So uh, which sits very well with me because in general, I'm a very emotional person. So it kind of connects. But at workplace, you're not used to with that, right? Uh, you're not used to it, people, you know, being loud about it. Or and initially, it, I was, I was like, why are they all shouting? Uh, and then I realized it's not really shouting; it's that's how they express, right? So, uh, so that that was initially a big of a challenge. Also, uh, if you love chaos, and if you love, uh, you know, where every day is not the same, which was, I think. When I was in Singapore for four years, I loved the city, but it, after a point, it got it got very monotonous because it's a very very disciplined, you know, process driven country city, uh, and it's great. I mean, if you're looking for that, you know, safety net and it's looking for that stability, it's perfect. But that's not who I was. I do need some chaos. I do need to have some challenges. Uh, you know, to do some sort of problem solving or some sort of firefighting, you know, fire drills. Yeah. I go and and you know, like they say, what's what you ask for. I got yeah. more and less when I when I moved to India. So for me, that was very exciting because no two days in India were the same. Yeah. You know, just when you think you have dealt with this and we can move on, that something else falls apart. Um. So that was one of the things where in the work, in, generally people love to hustle here. Uh, they are, and, and I'm saying it in a very positive way that they are hustlers, where they need to get things things done. The 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 I, I wouldn't say the negative, but the other aspect of it is also because, um, and this is something when I when you live in countries like Europe and US, uh, and India being you know uh, historically being ruled by, then ruled, you know. Yeah. Uh, we are generally very subservient society, right? Uh, we are generally very also we we have been used to hierarchy at every level in our in our lives. And the third bit is it's all because of the sheer size of the country and the population and the ratio of the population to the available resources is so skewed. It's always, you know, we've been told it's survival of fittest. And as even when back in the day when we were growing, the way the exams were conducted, the way the ranking systems were conducted, the way the admissions were conducted, it's really the survival of fittest. Which kind of brings, you know, in the workplace, it, because it's so much ingrained in the way we are, uh, it kind of brings that in the workplace as well, which is what I observed, where, you know, initially people would open up easily, you know, there was, you know, the transparency was a bit of a myth, and uh, so so I felt uh, I, I felt that uh, that I had to really break in into an excess of you know things the way they were done to really gain that trust and to really build that trust. But once you really get to understand that, I think people do open up and they are very warm and they are very friendly and all that. 
so that piece in I, I found was very very interesting in India where you know initially there was a lot of holding of information whereas a lot of you know of you 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 won't know where um, where things are like falling because people don't want to share and there was you know there's always this this tension within the peer groups in in a certain sense but I think also by and large one thing I can my experience now for six years is by and large I think I'm blessed to work with well-intended people and well-intended readers I think the approach and the style were very different uh, but they were I mean I never had issues where you know I, I had to question the inherent intentions yeah so it's and it's true of any culture honestly uh, I think every culture has its own uniqueness uh, in the which in the way they approach uh, so for example in Japan it's so they are hierarchical as well to another level right uh, and and you know we Indians feel that we have to speak loudly and we have to be very opinionated in every meeting uh, to to speak to be heard and to be valued sorry I don't know yeah mm. sorry I thought I would uh, but same so, so same thing the same thing in Japan it's the other way around where you are you know, you are expected to speak only when you're spoken to and, you know, you have to adhere a certain, you know, rules. and for them, it's a way of working. So when you go there as an outsider, you find it very different and, and you know, think, oh, what, oh, why am I not able to, why can I not speak my mind? Because that's what I've been taught in Europe. People speak their mind. Similarly, when I came to India, it was like, why are everybody shouting? Why are everybody speaking? And then, Eventually, you know, it's funny now that I say that I'm one of those now in most of the meetings after doing the same stint, I'm shouting and I'm like, you know, become one of them, and unfortunately or fortunately. But um, so these are the things, but one one thing I would want to call out, which was very, very personal to me and very unique to me. Uh, all these years before I moved to India, I really didn't take this whole women empowerment and you know women agenda i mean i diversity agenda and i shouldn't say women agenda but yeah. diversity agenda very seriously because i never be i was never made to feel any different you know i never i, I mean most of my colleagues women across the world and it really never mattered whether i'm a woman or a man somebody is getting but i think there is to be, you know, all that all that attention in India that now the corporates are talking about diversity and, you know, women empowerment. I, I now see why, right? I think India, in that sense, is a we are still a very patriarchal society by and large. Uh, I think it's changing a lot, but it's changing in pockets and changing in metros and the urban, and it's changing at a very different level also within the corporate. So while you know when I moved to India, I was I was you know luckily in a corporate side of things where I still didn't have to fight for things, but I could see my peers and my colleagues and my other women colleagues in in working in plants and working in different parts of the businesses where they did needed a voice and they did needed to be heard and there was a bit of you know that going on, which obviously I think we as a organization had come a long way and country is coming a long way mm -hmm. so I could tell and when I came in you know I was 
I had like 17 DRs and they were all men. And, and you know, I could, I, and, and it, like I said, in the past, it never bothered anybody that I'm a woman and I'm their manager or it never mattered to me who, what gender am I, you know, my team is. But suddenly you could see that there's a lot of formal in the way they were talking to me. The way they would talk to each other would be very different. But when they talk to me, there is suddenly all very ma'am, ma'am, ma'am happened. And, and so I could really make that effort to break that and make it more informal and casual because otherwise it's no fun working. But it was still there. So those are the things, you know, from a cultural standpoint, which was very unique to India. The only the, the only other thing was, you know, most countries where I lived, I always got the advantage being non-local to that country. So so people were, you know, of course you don't know how it works. So they, they were a lot more patient. In India, when I moved, you know, it was like, I'm like, I really don't know honestly never worked. You know, you know how it works here. You know, you yeah. are from India just because I speak the language. But uh, but yeah, I think it for me it all worked out well. What I really enjoyed was speaking Hindi when I yeah. came back. I think that I missed uh, when I was you know not in India for all these years. So. So I love the fact that I could speak Hindi and and now of course uh, when I moved to the sales role I spoke Hindi words that you know <laughs> it was a it was quintessential sales Hindi language if you know what I mean yeah so, so so yeah a lot of it I adapted over the period of time which was in a in a good spirit a lot of it I think the the people around me adapted and there are certain things that were very core to me I didn't let it change. Uh, uh, so, so I I still don't believe in the hierarchical system of managing or working with people or or the bureaucratic way of holding on to decisions or it is some things that were that are you know, very core to me regardless of which country I work uh, stayed but a lot of it I adapted to and 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 by and large I think it, it's the reason I. Survived there, and it's funny when I moved. I think my friends had a bet in Singapore on how many months before I come back. <laughs> they, all, they, they all lost. They all lost. Yeah. Bet. Uh, but yeah. If yes, here, I mean, I think you know, yeah, definitely, you have shown that, uh, yeah, uh, that you can work and uh, you can <laughs> do. Uh, and so the country you. grows on you. Like, let me tell you that. I think the country and its people grows on you. And how? Uh, I think I'm more Indian than sometimes. The Indians who have lived in India for as long as they have, but so yeah, and all that. But these were the key things I think I observed, which were very unique to India, because of the history and the culture that we come from. No, thanks for sharing. I mean, again, I think the key uh, point there is the culture is so different from each country. And as still we are becoming like a big global nation. I mean, you know, not only the India, like it's evolving. Uh, but thanks for highlighting some of the key you know, core beliefs, right, you know, with the diversity, uh, you know, the reasons behind, like, you know, how we all express from an emotions and uh, you are able to, uh, you know, break some of these things and, uh, you know, able to create that fun environment uh, and, you know, within the work. Um, so maybe we can switch gears a bit. Uh, we kind of touched on the work life here in India. You've been living here for six years, so would love to hear how has it been because you have spent almost like 20 years or like maybe more than 15 years in different countries, uh, you know, just from a 
lifestyle, from you know, uh, from a social life, from uh, things getting things done, and so on. Just curious, like you know, how is it? How has it been going on from uh, on the non-working side, living in India? Yeah, that has been been both interesting and challenging. Um, I, I I'll start with the good part of it. I think, uh, and I was just funny. I was just talking to this friend of mine yesterday, and we were speaking of how India spoils you for services, right? Uh, which is yeah. now not. I mean, it's literally not existing anywhere in the world, right? Uh, so that for sure is a blessing. Uh, just things on your phone. I mean, everything available one click away on your phone is amazing. Uh, you know, starting from your health and your cooks and your cleaners and your drivers, all of that. So that that is very very convenient. But of course, I think it's it's a it's an art and a challenge to get work done from them itself, right? Uh, that that is that is really the the, in, the the challenging part of it is, you know, if people are not showing up and then you're following up and then you have to follow up again and then you follow up again on the follow up and then there are finally it's like there yeah, is no like easy... two minutes away it's everything is everybody and everything is two minutes away but nobody shows up in <laughs> there is no like an easy uh what what is the saying called like an easy lunch or something so there is something that you have to work even you exactly, might have a lot of service exactly. uh you still have to <laughs> do something yeah yeah i mean I, I mean my first one year living in gurgaon was actually tough uh because i was still in that you know i still moved for the first time, it was a very new. I mean, before that, I've never been to Delhi or Gurgaon. So this whole, you know, yes, yes means, you know, no, or me two minute me around, and that two minute happens two hours, and they're still not there, and I become like irritated, and I'm screaming at the server. All of that is happening, which is very. So that was uh, the that itself is a, a bit of a was challenge, but. I think it's a small price you pay for having the comfort. I mean, that is for sure. In general, I think when it comes to social life, um, see, I was in a very different. I mean, I am. I'm generally very, not very social in that sense. I mean, I'm very. I won't call introverted, but I'm very selective in terms of people I want to hang out with and people I like to spend my time with. Otherwise, I'm very comfortable being with myself. So that was not an issue. Also. I think one of the things I miss the most moving so many countries is you could never have a stable group of friends that could be there for all your you know, long lives for a, for a longer period of your time. A lot of my friends in the US that I you know, literally went to college with and you leave them and then you make new friends in London and you leave them and then you make new friends in Singapore and you leave them. So you kind of get used to with knowing that eventually you are all in touch virtually, but physically you kind of, miss having people around. And also, I think once you reach my age, you know, you don't want to have bigger clicks of friends and you don't want to spend too much, you know, energy and bandwidth in trying to have a bigger group of circles. It's always this few people that you need around and that's, and I was blessed to find those. So that was, that was actually my social setup. I think a lot of, I think India, I think when it comes to government and dealing with all the government related services where the where the patients really get into the testing phase and i think that a bit is still the same yeah uh, then what when i left uh, 
so in, you know in this process i also uh, and i learned this in a very hard way when i was you know in the process of adopting my daughter and i had to go through a lot of paperwork and and the way the government officers would treat you being a single mother trying to adopt and so that that bit was uh, that bit was you know bit horrifying um, but again you have people like them but then i also had set of people who helped me through those processes but you just the challenge is you always need to know who to reach out and who to ask help for because that's how the Indian network works. And if if you're like me, where networking is not the core strength, then it becomes challenging because then you have to know people who knows people and then they will help you and they connect you and then you have to join the dots. I think uh, so that whole experience of going through the you know adoption process, the paperwork. The, getting my daughter's passport and, and I had to literally use social media in the in and try to create a you know uh what do you call a viral action like uh action to, okay. to get the attention to get solve my problem you know it was literally stuck there. So that bit was was a, it is still tough, right? Uh but like like the thing with India is uh if if there is a loophole, there is somebody who knows how to, you know, if there is a process, there is a loophole. And if somebody knows how to pass the loopholes, you just need to know this somebody. And I think that's the key. Uh, so that way, I think, um, I mean, again, now, right now, I think one of the biggest factors where the way, the way I'm living right now is I have an infrastructure that is pretty much settled, right? I have a nanny, I have helpers who comes and cooks and cleans and, and there is a driver and, and, and only here you can expect that to happen in this seamless fashion. Of course, now we have these teething issues every few days and every few weeks, but otherwise it's it's pretty settled. I also must say that you know uh, before I was uh, before I went through this adoption process, I was very skeptical about you know, and I was not only on my own, but people had scared me that you know in India people are not very open to this and you know, you would have to do deal with a lot of outside of the government, you know, day-to-day -day life yeah. in the schools and all of that. But honestly, I didn't, I didn't, that's what didn't experience any of this. Also having my family support in the whole process was the biggest blessing. But like today also when I, and maybe because I'm also living in a very cosmopolitan city like Bangalore, where there are people from all walks of life. But you know, today when I, I I do sensitize the teachers in my daughter's school that this is her background. So when you talk about you know family tree and when you talk about you be sensitive and all of that. But by and large, I think now we are pretty much embedded. Me and my daughter have been well settled and embedded into the ways of living. So if anybody, I mean, you know, to your few year, few years, if anybody is really skeptical about going through this process or journey, I would say, don't worry. I think India has come a long way. Yes. Unfortunately, the, the bureaucratic process with the government will still have to go through it. It is still going to be a harrowing experience from that perspective. But once you have passed all the paperwork uh, phase, uh, I think it's you're going to be fine. I mean, it's, you know, the world has a very different picture of India where it's very conservative. You know, women are supposed to be doing this and it's so patriarchal and you can't, you know, live single and you can't be this and you can't be that. It's actually not true. 
it's it's very very open and accepting as a we have become a lot more open and accepting as a culture and i'm a, and i can say this from my experience so 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 yeah i think uh, overall uh, personally yes there has been it has, personally has been more challenging than professionally uh, moving back to india just here where like i said losing friends but it's been extremely equally rewarding given the fact that i could have my daughter and and the help that i got in raising my daughter especially during covid yeah. this was any other country i i don't know what i would have done but uh, here i think uh, eventually people come around i think that is for sure you will have all sorts of people across but uh, if you ask you do have to ask and you do have to really filter some of the drama that people make about helping but if you ask they help okay no thank you very much for sharing your uh, uh, you know some of your personal experiences uh, and uh, your specific circumstances so thanks a lot i mean i think the key points that you have touched about were you need to know the people like the networking plays a big role in getting things done and i think the bureaucratic is still an issue like in getting the <laughs> but uh, i think you know using the social media to get the attention to get the action done and i think the few points that you mentioned especially um, you know how you are still able to uh, succeed in adopting your daughter and uh, your uh, circumstance in terms of as a single mom um you know dealing with uh, the society right in terms of like you know being everybody open in the school and all that stuff so uh, thanks for sharing all those personal uh, you know experiences really appreciate it um uh, is there uh, something i think uh, you know that you miss now i think you've been living here for 6 years there are things that you enjoy here um maybe things that yeah i would love to maybe you know live in another country or uh, maybe you know something that you miss uh, or maybe we can tune it in a way that is there something that you would advise people who are thinking about like you know moving back to india anything that we haven't covered that you might wanted to tell them so there are two things to this right so the first part do i miss anything um, i miss my friends uh, i think the friends i made living back in those countries i think they were very special to me they are very special to me and and try thanks to social media and of the other avenues and i try to keep in touch as much as possible but uh, i do miss miss that every i do miss driving <laughs> i i i you know the long road trips and the weekend trips that you could take uh, in the us and and, and europe uh, i think i i really miss that because i really love the driving And, and getting stuck in the traffic uh, but i think the advice for those who are you know thinking about making that switch i would say um, i think come with a very open mind right uh, come with with the understanding that yes things might be different and difficult at times but uh, you know there are enough and more reasons to to like you know living in india uh, and it comes across i mean there are pros and cons in living in every country it is true of whether you are in the us europe in in any part of the world um and and same as india so my only thing is don't don't listen to the too much of anecdotes anecdotes that you know india people talk about india you know basis what the media tells you and whether it's 
oh, it's not safe for girls and it's not, uh, it's not, you know, people are not trustworthy or there are, you know, people you can't trust them and they cheat and all of that. I mean, and I'm not saying it's not there, but it's true of any country. There are pockets in every city that you live across the world that you shouldn't be avoiding, like you should be avoiding. You shouldn't be going into it. So similarly, India also is the same way. But by and large, it's a country where, you know, if you give it a chance and if you are open to it, it it treats you really well. Uh, it has, uh, you know, its own beauty in, in its madness. It has, it has, uh, you know, if you're looking for challenge, it has enough. If you're looking for emotions, it has enough. If you're looking for even stability, depending on which city you live, it has enough. It has that. You know, you can really, if, given the fact that you have so much of help around, you actually, if you manage well, you can spend a good bit of time on yourself, you know, on your health, your fitness or in your sports or doing things that you like because you are not spending your weekends vacuuming and doing groceries and, you know, running errands and, and you know, trying to figure out what to cook for next one week. So so there is, there is, a, there is something to be told about that. Um, and and I think I personally believe, especially if you have kids, you know, raise them in countries like India, give them an exposure even for a few years in a country like India, because it really makes them, you know, lack of a better word, street smart. Uh, it kind of helps them think of their feet faster. It helps them, you know, learn about human values and emotions by exposing to very different kind of people. Uh, it's, a, it's one of the most heterogeneous country I've ever lived. You know, in the sense of uh, the sheer in the kind of people, and like I said, every state is so unique, and every within the state, every city is so unique, right? So I would, I mean, I would definitely given if you know if your if your professional setup is supporting you, uh, do give you know do give a chance, you know, to use this opportunity to move to India because it's worth it, especially now. Because India is going through so much of change. I mean, I think when I, from the time I lived, and I think that was the other challenge I had because my idea of India was frozen in 2001. And in between, I had only visited a couple of times, you know, uh, and that visits were like very short and with the family. So when I moved here, a lot of my reference of things, and still date, a lot of the reference of things I, I had is back from that time. But India has grown India only knows how to take leaps it doesn't you know with US you know people take steps right you know you mm. you know US has had gone through that Nokia to Blackberry to Apple to Samsung sort of a journey India only knew Nokia and then they switched jumped directly to Apple there was you know so they only take these India takes leaps which means it's so much more exciting because you know the things with the technology the 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 pace with which people are moving, the entrepreneurship spirit, which which is such an amazing thing for the consumers because everybody wants to create something, everybody wants to innovate something, whether it's in the restaurant space, whether it's in the movie space, whether it's in the content space, in the technology space. So it's it's just so much more exciting to be in India this this time of you know this phase of what India is going through. Yeah, that's great. I think uh, you kind of touched about it. Uh, is there anything that you want to expand a bit? I think especially you living in Bangalore, um, especially on the entrepreneur side, right? I think especially 
Uh, in the past, I mean, definitely you see a lot of the people graduating from IITs, IIMs, you know, joining like these big companies or going abroad. I believe things have changed, but from your experience, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially working in the corporate world and, you know, spending time in Bangalore, would love to hear your thoughts in terms of why is it like, you know, to your statement, there's a lot happening in India right now. And why is it a good time to you know, be part of that exciting journey. So yeah, I'd love to hear from that on that. I think, uh, so you rightly said, I think, as I said in the beginning of this call, when I was growing up, you know, the options we had was, the mainstream options we had was, you're either a doctor, you're an engineer or an MBA, right? If you want to do anything beyond your graduation, or even your graduation was BCom, BA and BSc. <clears throat> and even there, there was hierarchy. Right. I mean, I remember when I told my parents I don't want to take science and commerce, there was a whole commotion in the house. I'm not taking commerce was wrong with you. And if God forbid, if I would have told arts, so it would have been assumed that I'm going to do home science and sit at home. So, I mean, there were a lot of these, you know, pre-conceived notions, which has completely shifted. I mean, I'm telling you, I see these high school kids, and if you are, talk to them today, the clarity of their mind on what they want to do, and and I have now spoken to a lot of them, and none of them have talked about IIT IIMs, right? Neither do they talk about going to abroad or or you know uh, doing something very fancy. They all talk about this kid I recently met, and he's talking about wanting to become a gamer, a full-time gamer that is going to make him money. And and you know I'm going to start start making this, and I'm going to start selling on Amazon. I mean these things you don't even think of while you are growing up. I mean if I would have told my mom that I would have said. I mean, I told her I wanted to write and that was not even an option. So, which is which tells me that, you know, the future is very, very hopeful for India right now because the sheer option in the education system itself, while I think at a grassroots level, it is still an issue, but, you know, for the for the corporates of the world or, or for the privileged of the world, the, the, the options of the streams of ed education has expanded dramatically in India. You know, there is what we used to call erstwhile mainstream is the mainstream definition has changed. People take creative arts, yeah. they took they took they know they take fashion, they took media, they take kind of content has become such a big deal right now. Which which means uh, this whole uh, fixation about you know oh IIT IIMs uh, is kind of diluting in a that sense. In the last couple of months, I've been working with a lot of these startups in India. Uh, you know, having been on a break, I was just really advising them some of these things. And it's amazing the way this whole, you know, entrepreneurship journey is also coming about. And a lot of them have made a conscious choice of quitting, you know, not wanting to do corporate and really going on this journey because while, you know, uh, the you know, while there are these teething issues at a grassroots or a, or a base level, India has also, even the economy has, is really facilitating these entrepreneurs to run startups a lot more smoothly, which was not the case in the past. You know, the running businesses in India was very difficult. The, the regulatory environment was very difficult. I think now a lot of that has changed. Also, the entire end-to-end -end tech stack support that has come in for an entrepreneur to, like, I, I speak to so many entrepreneurs who, you know, like every other day you are you seeing at least five to 10 D2C companies coming up. Why? Because all they have to do is 
make sure that they are creating a good product. The backend, the, the, the tech stack that is required to run their sites, to do their logistics, it's all easily available, right? So, so if you have the right vision, you have the right brand, and you have the right execution strategy, I think India is really, uh, you know, the right place to do your startups because right now, and also the access to funds. I think India, while it's a little behind than the US in terms of the startup investment, but and while and now, of course, we are seeing this funding winter coming in. But I think the last four, four, four five years, India has opened up to this whole venture capital, uh, the angel investing. It's it's getting there where it's becoming more and more formalized, which is great because it only tells that there is a lot more patience and appetite for entrepreneurs in India, which gives as a you know if if that is the thing, then the the kids have a lot more options in what they are thinking beyond, you know, the traditional IITIM routes. So, which is why I said it's a very interesting times to live. I mean, I don't even bother thinking about what I want, what I want or what I hope for my daughter to do, because I have no clear vision of what is out there possible, because I am so limited to my exposure to world, right? Uh, so I can't, and I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited when my daughter grows up to see what options she gets if, if this is what it is today. So, so yeah, I think, which is when I'm saying, uh, India is in a very interesting space because unlike the other differences, unlike US and Europe, where there is a concentration of aging population, right? India is on the other end of the spectrum where there is a high growth in the young population, which means it has to build infrastructure to support that population, population. which is what it's doing right now. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Completely agree. And there's a lot of good things happening. And uh, thanks for sharing your perspectives and your experience talking to people and uh, uh, and sharing that. Uh, is there any topic that we haven't covered that you would like to uh, bring up or anything that uh, you want to convey to the audience? No, I think we have touched based upon most of the things and, and also I have told and I would advise people who are considering India that take the punt, it's worth it. Uh, if not forever, at least for a couple of years, I think it's it's worth the experience. It's a very, very interesting market. And even if you think from an external CV perspective, doing any exposure in a market like India will, <laughs> will have a lot more leverage on your on your CV uh, as much as you know working in a developed market. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, so we'll just move on to quickly like a rapid four, uh, just um, you know quick answers on the questions. Uh, what's the surprise thing for you after returning to India? Oh yeah, I'll I'll give you. It, it's not a rapid. It's quickly one thing. I think my first week into India, I was in Gurgaon and there was a car. Head of me, which had a bumper sticker, Jaga Milne Pe Side Jaigi Kripa Goli Na Chalai. So that that was like, oh, okay, yeah. Goli. That was quite like interesting that people could even write that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your uh, favorite travel destination in India? Oh, favorite travel, uh, Bombay. Cool. And uh, the best part of living in India? Best part of being closer to family. And uh, your favorite dish in India? Oh, 
Bhelpuri, Panipuri, all street food. All street food. Yeah. Any day. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so that's all we have. Uh, once again, thank you very much for taking the thank time you, and uh, sharing your insights and uh, your experience, you know, living in multiple countries and living in India for six years. Uh, I think this is very helpful to our audience. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Avinash. It was really fun. Thank you for taking me back to the memory. Like I said, hold on to my Yeah.